Welcome to the Not Sorry Art Podcast. I'm Sari Shrike, the artist and creator behind Not Sorry Art and Not Sorry Art School. I'm so excited to talk art and creativity with you. So grab a drink, grab a snack, and let's dive in. This episode of the Not Sorry Art Podcast is brought to you by Not Sorry Art School. Not Sorry Art School is my online art school I created two and a half years ago to supplement my workshop teaching when the pandemic hit. It became a really great resource where I could put all of my knowledge about representational painting into one space. We add one new section or demo every quarter to Not Sorry Art School, and you don't have to pay a membership fee. You pay one time, and then you get access to all of the past videos and all future videos. Not Sorry Art School has an online Facebook group where I have office hours every Monday, and I answer questions within the Not Sorry Art School Facebook group. And there's also a wonderful sense of community on there where people will share their paintings and get great consensual feedback. I'm really excited about Not Sorry Art School. So if you're interested, make sure to click the link and check out the about page to learn more about Not Sorry Art School. Hey y'all, and welcome back to the Not Sorry Art Podcast. I'm Sari, thanks for being here. Today's episode is all about rest, downtime, burnout, flop. I feel like the difference between all those different words are whether or not you are intending to take the rest or the downtime or the space away. I feel like in our current world and systems, there's a lot of push for constant growth and expansion and not enough time and effort and energy placed into what we do when we need that downtime. And part of why I'm making this episode today is because this is my last full episode of the Not Sorry Art podcast for the year. I will have my final book club with Megan next week. And then that's it until January 1st. I know, I feel sad. I have so many ideas and so many amazing people I want to interview. I definitely felt the desire to maybe keep the ball rolling. But as sort of a an act of compassion towards myself and maybe even dare I say modeling the the rest that I'm hoping to uh, encourage you all to take in this episode I'm going to be kind to future Sari I'm going to trust future Sari that she will keep the ball rolling and be rested and recovered from her break and I will basically talk to you guys again January 1st But don't worry, I'm not going anywhere right now. Right now, I'm going to film this episode and I hope you guys enjoy it. If you are excited, let's jump into the episode. Thank you all for an absolutely amazing season. I cannot thank each and every one of you guys enough. Taking the time to listen to my podcast means the world to me. So please imagine I'm giving you a huge hug. I'm incredibly grateful, you know. I'm a talkative person, so it's nice to to get some people to chat with, and I always appreciate y'all's insight and feedback whenever you write back to me about the episodes. I'm always so touched, so thank you again, and let's dive into it. Okay, like I said at the top, rest, burnout, downtime, a flop. <laughs> I feel like all of those words are shades of surrender, and depending on the mood you're in, it they all come potentially laced with shame. Shame of not being able to keep going, to keep the party rolling. Shame for not being able to maintain success or energy. And I always think about that in terms of nature. 
Earlier in the season, I had the wonderful opportunity to talk to Paige Polk, who has the Not Yet podcast. And one of the themes that we talked about, and gosh, I'm thinking back and it was springtime and all the flowers were starting to bloom whenever we had this conversation, was how rest is cyclical. Cycles mean that things go dormant, they fall asleep, and then they come back. And I remember, this is going to sound so stupid, but I remember having this moment where Whenever I first moved into this house, it was the first time I really started gardening in earnest. And we had a really, really bad ice storm. So bad that inside of our house got down to like 30 degrees. It was absolutely insane. And all of my house plants, except for one really stubborn ivy and a rubber tree plant, (laughs) I love them so much, passed away. I'm very sad about it. And I had planted a bunch of trees and stuff in my backyard, one of those being a pawpaw tree. And I remember, I don't know if it was the year after or even the year after that, but I went to the corner of my yard and I saw my pawpaw tree with blooms on it. And I had sort of, I think, come to peace because of all my plants, they were all house plants, that all of my plants had died in the ice storm. That I know I, I said that to people and it was so sad and so dramatic. But I looked at it and I was absolutely floored. I was like, oh yeah, it came back, right? It's deciduous, of course it would. It's, you know, it's a tree that grows, uh, you know, native to like... Appalachia and the central eastern United States so of course it came back but I had this moment of when I wasn't expecting it just absolutely marveling at the fact that something can seemingly die frozen lose its branches get small and then right when you least expect it tender little green leaves stick out of of a what you thought was a dead stick that you had been putting off pulling out of the corner of your backyard for months and how amazed I was at it. And so with this episode, I'm hoping that kind of exploring what to do when you're in a lull or you're burnt out or you're experiencing a flop, we can operate out of compassion and then absolutely marvel when metaphorically, of course, unless you are a plant, (laughs) you see little green buds sprout and how we can marvel at those things, even if we have to do this by experiencing dormancy. So I'm not normally one for short, cheeky little bumper sticker quotes, not to say that there's anything wrong with them. I've seen people get them tattooed and they can be very powerful to people's life. But I'm much more of a, I don't know, I I have a hard time with little quotes. It's a quirk. I'm not saying it's a good thing. But anyways, I do remember recently seeing a quote that did kind of stick with me, uh, which is rare. And it was... I think it was just anonymously on the internet, but it was saying that growth for the sake of growth is the ideology of a cancer cell. And again, I'm not usually one for short little quotes and things like that, but it did kind of stick with me. Now, the idea being that without sort of the pause and refinement of a break, without the introspection that comes as an equal and opposite part to expansion, you don't have the ability to be aware of what your goals are. You sort of just become focused on growth for the sake of growth, which I believe is very much the antithesis to art making. So I'm bringing up another trope that I do have a bit of problem with, but I'm, I will, I'll explain what I mean by this. So there is this trope around sort of the artist who's struggling and mentally unwell and uncared for, and that it's through those struggles that they are then primed to make creative work. I want to say I push back on this idea, especially as it exists as a trope in media, because I do think it causes people to not want to take 
care of themselves, whether that's medicine or ask for help or slowing down or whatever that looks like to the individual. But the one thing I'll give to this trope and the only kernel that I'm going to give to this trope, because please do take care of yourself. That's what this episode is largely about. But I do think that it is within our shadows and our sensitivities to the injustices of culture or our own personal life or perspectives that we have earned through struggle that we make art, right? I do think that probably what the trope is responding to is that people who are seemingly not at odds with anything in the culture are not the kind of people who become artists. I think it's more that than it is the creative genius is, you know, not taking care of themselves mentally. But I want to examine this a little bit because the idea is that it's it's in it's an introspection. It's in the discomfort of not fitting and not succeeding and not exemplifying the growth and constant nature and yearning for success of our culture that we often find the insights that we can then mine into our our art forms okay this all sounds a little like esoteric so i want to give some examples of what i mean by this so you know for example i um you know i've had kind of a weird last year i wouldn't quite say two years uh some of that is i began to explore things early in the pandemic that have sort of flushed out as far as I could think work the ideas to their fullest extent and I'm now I can sense that I'm at a stage where I need to explore new ideas but as a creative I know that those new ideas are going to have to come from new experiences this is totally what the process looks like you can't just have your whole movie can't be a montage. Your whole movie can't just be, you have to have those moments of pausing and introspection in your life in order to find the fuel that can motivate you through a montage. And so I've had those. I I had a big push when I started my account and it got traction and I was doing these cutesy little daily paintings and they were just like an act of gratitude and oh my God, I get to paint for a living. I mean, it was part-time, but like for me, huge win. And I would categorize that time as a moment of gratitude and I'd even call it like a vibes only no thoughts moment in my career. I think we all deserve that in our creative practice. (laughs) You know, if you want to have a vibes only no thoughts time in your practice, absolutely go for it. I 100% support that idea. But in the pandemic, I got to a point where I had a mini crisis. I kind of didn't know what I was doing and um, I no longer felt aligned with that kind of artwork and so I started making more introspective art about class consciousness and I explored some moodier themes and decided that the aesthetic things needed it was a it was a push and pull play kind of situation and you know what happens during those moments you lose followers you lose engagement and you start to become very unsure of yourself But I can tell you, after having done this cycle many times, and I'm definitely in this cycle now, that I I listened to myself. I, you know, put my head down and I said, okay, what is, what do I want to do here? I had some good friends in my life that I can bounce ideas off of, especially with art. I had a mentor I could throw some things past. My painting professor, who I was able to chat with, And I found a new direction and I worked that until really recently. I'm kind of at a spot where I can sense I need to, just like an ostrich, bury my head in the sand, go down, go 
do something else. It doesn't mean necessarily a break from art in the way that you guys are thinking. It means more of a pulling back, an experiment, a play, a showing up in different ways. Another example of this is even with my sort of engagement on social media. You know, the algorithms change, they come, they go. And I had to, at one point, sort of decide, like, I am not going to do this newest iteration of the of the internet specifically instagram the the short reels where i turn around with a canvas don't hold me to this i may one day decide that i want to do that but as of right now i just don't feel like doing it and you know there's nothing wrong with that you just as a grown-up have to take the consequences of that which means that maybe the engagement isn't as high but what I gain from this awareness of myself and this loss that comes with sort of letting go because you're honoring your own intuition and where you want to put your energy, especially in your creative practice, is that it inspired me in part to do a podcast. This form of media has helped me to think longer and to do more research. And from that, I have been scrapping away at a little book. I don't know if it'll ever come out. It kind of feels like more of a hybrid of journaling (laughs) at this moment. But it's helped me tap into a new form of creativity that I would not have found if not for some things that especially in the moment felt like massive L's. And it can be really easy to get attached to the productivity, especially when the nature of being online and the nature of being a creative on the internet right now is that there's this real push to kind of keep everyone updated um, as to what you're doing. And if you sort of let off the gas, it can risk, you know, you can risk disappearing from everyone. And so, you know, I, I want to I be more sympathetic than say, hey, simply unplug and take care of yourself. Because I know, I mean, I know in my situation, there are financial reasons I can't completely do that. But I also wanted to talk about people's in myself included relationship with a certain amount of productivity and how there's so much in our culture that pushes us to keep going. And I think for a lot of people, there's this idea that if you're not productive and incredibly successful all the time, that you'll lose your identity. And it reminds me of this other quote that I recently found. I'm going to read it to you. It's by Dr. Clarissa Pinkola Estes. I will link it in the show notes. An artist is an artist before they have ever produced a single thing. The production of something is not what makes the body an artist. It is the soul that makes an artist, the core of the psyche that fills a person, the creative fire inside a person that makes them an artist. And if that person has the soul of an artist, that is, they have the burning as each and every individual does, then they are an artist. They are entitled to the title of artist. We are all entitled to the title of artist before we have ever produced one single thing. I love this so incredibly much. <laughs> I read it and it, it's it it's exactly I think what I want to say with this podcast. I feel like if ever I'm successful, it's because I've convinced one person to take themselves seriously, to to trust that they are an artist. I said something in an earlier episode with a guest and we were talking about going a long period of time without making artwork and feeling like we're losing the title. But it reminded me of this sort of, I think I just, it was like a meme on the internet, but that you're always clapping. Just sometimes you take massive intervals between claps, you know, like it could be like five months or something. And I, I love that because that's how I feel being an artist is. I feel like we all as kids pick up crayons, rub our fingers on a foggy window, take a stick into the sand and drag it around. We all do those kinds of things. And we all 
can come back to that and should I hope I hope that you find your way back to that creativity whether that's fashion or writing or art or building a community garden or you know insert whatever creative activity with that I'll say you may feel a desire to prove to you know insert audience you know your your friends your parents your followers that you're still productive and that you're an artist but I want you to know that there are a lot of smart people who hold the truth and the belief that if you self-identify as an artist you are an artist And finally, I want to talk about the other <laughs> parts of this conversation, which are burnout and flopping. I have wanted to talk about a flop all season, talk about the anatomy of a flop. <laughs> I may revisit it, actually, because I think embarrassment is a really interesting emotion to tackle as an artist and something I think as more and more people experience the internet as from the creator's perspective, that I would I'm eager to see more conversations around but there's an Instagrammer who I follow and adore and I would love to have on the podcast their name is Brit their Instagram is at Brit Chida that's b-r-i-t-c-h-i-d-a definitely I'm including this because they are definitely worth a follow they make paintings and content about mental health and sexuality that are it's just really beautiful so definitely check them out but they have this one illustration about rest and burnout and on one diagram and I'll include this in the show notes there is a pattern between productivity and rest and productivity and rest and it looks like a beautiful little one-to-one pattern and then the second part of the illustration is a big long period of productivity followed by a long stretch of burnout and then slowly back into the pattern of work and rest and I think that that's a beautiful and completely like simple and on the nose and genius illustration of what it is if you do not take care of yourself if you do not fill up your own cup if you do not take care of your basic needs the universe will make you rest (laughs) you know the the phrase I'll 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 rest when I'm dead is so toxic. And I'm saying that as someone who used to say that all the time up until last couple of years, honestly, it's really not good. (laughs) And, you know, if you don't take that time, the world has a way of finding equilibrium. The world, you know, our energy is part of nature. We are not a facet of capitalism. We are human beings. We have more in common with the little pawpaw tree that was in the corner of my house and survived an ice storm than we do with the stock market, than we do with constant growth or chat gpt and so we have to treat ourselves in kind and finally what is a flop if not a response now the easiest thing to think about when you flop and again i the the flop and rest are all i think kind of in the same soup (laughs) i think they're all kind of touching each other and running onto each other but you know a flop is when you don't strike the right tone with an audience right you aren't having that constant growth or success you know and it's not it's not a crisis it's not you didn't do something bad you're just not resonating with your audience and I have a hard time thinking that people only make sense within a certain time frame we've seen so many artists who reinvent themselves over and over again and in fact I think a lot about you know how specifically women artists and I'm talking more specifically about musicians here there's so much pressure to reinvent yourself because a lot of times the thing that gets women out of sync with the rest of society 
is just simply like staying consistent and getting stale. And that has a lot to do with, unfortunately, ageism and misogyny. And it's a lot to unpack. But we've seen so beautifully when someone kind of goes within themselves, refines another facet of their identity, and then they sort of re-engage with um, their audience and bring something new to it. Now, I think a lot of this has been PR machined and maybe not so organically used all the time. I don't know. I couldn't tell you who does it well and who doesn't do it well. But I will say that I think they're pulling from an example that is actually very effective, which is to say that you go away for a while. There's this idea in PR called rubber band theory where when you feel, when a celebrity, an artist feels really overexposed, they will kind of go into hiding and then they'll come back you know, reinvented or whatever. And I think a lot of times when you have an audience, there needs to be a little bit of that too. And it's less for the audience and more because I think it's important to explore who you are and what you want to make without that direct feedback from the audience. And, you know, it's important to share your process, sure, especially if that's what you make art about. And I I think it's great. I love sharing what I do, but I would also say that an important aspect of this conversation, just like rest, is also privacy and being able to have the freedom and luxury of playing and trying out new ideas without everyone seeing. Because inevitably, no matter how sophisticated of an artist you are or how good you are at your craft or prolific or whatever, you're going to make something that's that's like crazy and that like doesn't vibe. And you have to, as an artist, we t- I talked about this in the inspiration episode, you have to be able to make in a space of non-judgment, but an audience by nature does not exist in a space of non-judgment. Maybe your closest creators, collectors, confidants are, but the general audience probably isn't. And that's okay. That's not their job, right? I, I don't go, um, you know, watch cable to see someone's, you know, half finished jam session, only a handful of people's fan to that degree where I could do that. Right. And so I think it's important to make sure that amongst rest and downtime and introspection that we also have privacy as another aspect of this. And I, the reason I'm kind of being again, broad in my terms is because Privacy is going to mean something totally different to everyone. You know, maybe you spend a couple months, you give yourself your own personal artist retreat. This is something a couple of retreats ago I talked with a student about is they really wanted to have some time to get away from their day job, which was painting weddings, to figure out what kind of artwork they wanted to make. And so we came up with the idea of doing an artist retreat that you just do yourself. Now, I love artist retreats and, you know, but it's not always a possibility for everyone because of their lifestyle and their commitments. And so, you know, block off the month of April and you don't take any jobs and you either don't post on social media or if you can't afford that luxury, you post a bunch of throwbacks or you post inspirational quotes about resting and you kind of like, you know, celebrities always like wipe their Instagram. I don't know if that's, I, I'm not saying I recommend that, but, you know, do something And then have the privacy to try and fail and do something new until you get to a point where you feel comfortable sharing that. And just I'm saying it less as advice and more to know that it is a lever. And I think I think privacy is an extension of rest in a world that's incredibly, you know, visible. Okay, the last thing I'll say is what do you do during that rest? Well, it's different for everyone. And I want to say as an artist, I feel like there's two kinds of downtime. There's the downtime you need to just like 
be a zombie and be off. And not everyone has pushed themselves to need this time. But it's like veg hour, right? You curl up, you you get horizontal and you watch Netflix and you watch something mind numbing and you just be a zombie. You know, I always feel like thought experiment I think about kind of frequently is like, what if I could snap my fingers and everyone had basic shelter and basic food needs and basic health care like what would society look like what would happen I think for depending on who it is but I think for most people it would be like one to two years of complete veg so much video games so much tv so many books just like complete like mind-numbing like go lay in your backyard and do nothing and like hang out with friends and just like veg because most people are incredibly overworked and that's the kind of rest they need deep rest but then I think, depending on the person, all of a sudden this this unfamiliar feeling of of like true boredom, not inattentiveness, not like my night I need to play TikToks while I um, you know, do my makeup, but like a true like I want to go do something would start to creep into all of us at different rates. And then we would start building and making and collecting and collaborating and all kinds of artwork would happen. So once you've gotten the deep rest out of the way, the other kind of rest we need is I'm going to call it curated stimulation (laughs) where you can stair step down your stimulation throughout the day and you predictably have times of like curated boredom too I mean just like times where you're not doing anything I was just dropping off artwork today for a show and I was chatting with the gallery owner who also is an artist the best gallery owners are in my opinion (laughs) and she was saying that she has her best ideas when she's in the shower and or folding laundry and I hear this all the time I'm bringing this up because it happened like five hours ago but it it is so anytime I talk to a working artist it's the boredom the boredom is required we need to have that under stimulation in our day where our mind can wander and we can sort of think about the most ridiculous things and you know for me it's very elaborate daydreams that's you know sometimes they inspire me but they're usually pretty pretty vivid but this time where your brain is just off into space is absolutely vital to the creative process and finally you know we have deep rest we have boredom rest maybe privacy in there I'll include that as a comment off the last thing I talked about and then the final thing is play (laughs) This isn't the same as stimulation. So it's not the same as like constantly having a TikTok going or a movie going in the background. But I mean like go sign up for an improv class or I mean that's I'm saying that because that's like on my wish list. Go take a ceramics class. Go make a date with your sister every Wednesday to go thrift shopping together. and Just something where your senses are engaged and you're looking and you're playing and you're doing something that makes you excited or giggle or the kind of thing that when you are folding laundry and thinking about nothing, when your mind wanders over the fact that you signed up for that class, you get a flip in your stomach and it's like you can't tell if it's excitement or fear or what, but you're, you're, you're feeling something about it. It's those experiences that we need to fold into. And I, I think that that for me is a magic recipe for how to how to experience a down or a flop or a burnout you know I I know I'm speaking kind of positively about something that can be very detrimental to people and I want to also you know note that like I had a 
a parent who worked incredibly hard for 11 years straight, which in hindsight, I look back at her situation and it was absolutely crazy, you know, and because of poverty and her inability to say no to people, she completely burnt herself out and it really messed with her mental health. And so I'm speaking kind of, you know, it's in a very, I hopefully doesn't come off flippant, but light tone about this. But I want you to know that like, it is important and not unfortunately not everyone has access to these things but if you do they you will always benefit from them yes i i mean i mean binging netflix too as long as it's not the only thing you do that rest that downtime is one of the best gifts you can give yourself as a creative person okay that's the end of the episode i'm going to edit this and listen to the message and hopefully do some of this myself I've been needing this thank you to my guests who have like encouraged me to like hey you should probably take some off time I appreciate it and yeah let's rest together maybe maybe we can make it a thing I mean go figure now I'm trying to like turn it into like a whole thing I need to stop my brain is ridiculous but anyways I may I may do some some uh instagramming some TikToking from from places other than my studio from from rest time or you know go document my ceramics class or something but i am going to be resting and i'm incredibly excited about it so thank you all take care of yourself thank you so much again for such a fantastic season i appreciate again every single one of you i mean this so genuinely and i will see you in january i'm so pumped i i have the best guests i've already reached out to a lot of people i have some really fun ideas as always though like feel free to leave feedback let me know what you want to hear next year if there's anything specifically especially if you tell it to me now i can kind of read books about it and like think and stew on it for a while which is my favorite way to like make an episode so reach out to me i'd love to know how you're doing how you're feeling if the podcast has been helpful and as always happy painting happy creating i'm cheering for you go take a break listen to next week's final book club with me and megan e collins and take care of our break i'll see you january 1st